Welcome to the Campfire Conversation Podcast. I'm your host, Cole Kelly. Ask almost anybody who's been to summer camp, whether they be kids or staff members, and they'll tell you, it is awesome. They will also tell you through their words, but mostly through their actions, that they learn a ton while there too. As a longtime camp director, youth sport coach, and father to three growing young men, I know the lessons that we learn at camp can be hugely beneficial for all of us back home in the real world. So, each week, I'll spend some time around the digital campfire talking with professionals from inside and around the summer camp world. We'll share their lessons, their ideas, and their practices in a way that I hope will be immediately useful for your life back home. So, pull up a seat, get your marshmallow ready to roast, and let's spend some time learning together around the campfire. I can't think of a more important task than preparing our kids to inherit the future with confidence and with competence. As a parent or a teacher or a coach, I'm sure you'll agree. Everything we do with our kids can be boiled down to that aim, getting our young people ready for that next week, the next month, the next year, slowly building them up so that they are ready not only to launch from our homes or classrooms or camps or fields of play, but also to thrive. Tom Rosenberg, the CEO of the American Camp Association, believes in this goal too. As a lifelong learner and camp professional, Tom has spent his entire career helping kids and staff members at camps get ready for the next things in their lives. Now, as the leader of the largest camp association in the world, Tom is helping us all with that goal. I've listened to our conversation a couple of times now, and I get something new out of it each time. Tom has a bunch of wisdom and knowledge to share that will hopefully impact your parenting, your coaching, your teaching, and camp directing in a positive and youth-focused way. So find a comfortable spot around the campfire, get out your marshmallow stick, and get ready to listen and learn from my friend, Tom Rosenberg. Tom Rosenberg, welcome to Campfire. Thanks, Cole. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to talk to you. So you had this incredible career in camping, which is now, you know, moved from camp director to executive director of, of a great camp in, in North Carolina to also now executive director of the American Camp Association. How did how did all those dots connect? Oh, well, I just, you know, I spent my whole career really uh, as a camp professional uh, trying to create excellence in camp experiences. And um I was asked if I would apply for the job of CEO for ACA to help elevate camp for more children and to build the field. Mm-hmm. No, it's, it's worked really well. We've really enjoyed working with you as, as our leader in, in camping here. So speaking of which, what, what, what's, how do you kind of describe the state of camping you know, today? Well, uh, the field of camp is really growing and widening, Cole. Um, there are uh, you know, more children are going to camp today than I believe ever, um, but they're going to a wider diversity of types of camps as well. There are traditional mm-hmm. camps like Wequaic, and there are uh, lots of different kinds of more specialized camps. There are day camps uh, that are specialized. There are day camps that are traditional, and there are day camps that are hybrid model. So, uh, frankly, my goal is to help every American child have camp in their life on a regular basis. That would be my dream. So, we work for that every day. Yeah, well, I was talking with a, a, one of our mutual friends, Andy Pritikin, who was saying that only one out of every six kids gets to go to camp. Right. You know, and if we can move that number up, just the outcomes that could come from that are, are just incredible. And, and in talking with um, Dr. Lori Brown, who runs the research uh, department there of the ACA, 
the, the outcomes that you get from camp and the research you guys are, are, are proving this with is really kind of incredible. It is. It is. You know, camp is uh, not re- not just recreation and leisure. It is education, and it is uh, has a lasting impact on your on your formative youth, on your college years, your career, and your you know readiness for a full and enriched life. Awesome. Well, that's a great segue because one of the things I really wanted to pick your brain about was this idea of the fourth industrial revolution that, that <laughs> people are described coming on, the, you know, the, the internet of things and the, the blurring of, of the digital world and the physical world. But yet you are a big proponent that camp, which is for the most part, a pretty disconnected world, you know, technologically wise, it is preparing us though in our children to, to really take hold of that fourth industrial revolution and, and run with it. How, how do you, how do you mean that? Right. Well, you know, I think you have to start with um, the fact that, uh, you know, in, the, in this coming fourth industrial revolution that some would say is already arriving, um, you're going to see an increased amount of automation where just about everything that can be automated will be automated and routine decisions that can be um, AI'd for short, mm-hmm. artificial intelligence will be, in fact, informed by AI. And so um, what will be the... I've been studying as part of my work as CEO of the American Camp Association. I'm looking at what are those education trends up for our children, for your uh, Luke, I think is 11 and my Daniel who is yeah. 11 and, or something yeah. like that. And um, you know, what will these guys be doing in their adult life that they need to become more educationally prepared for? And the answer mm-hmm. is um, if you read uh, education futurists and if you read the World Economic Forum, uh, mm-hmm. they're all talking about the future economy being a human skills-centered economy, where um, mm-hmm. the most highly uh, compensated work will be that which is uh, very much based on human skill. So if we do our job right, Cole, um, our boys um, will be, and girls, will be uh, innovators, inventors, design thinkers, and creatives. That they will, uh, the I often think about the design, um, the innovation cycle, like uh, mm-hmm. and what it will be like in the future, uh, because machines are going to replicate and uh, duplicate and and uh, lean into the things that we invent or that they invent. But we we really do need um, think about how often. Well, let me back up. So it, the, the the innovation cycle will be. Um, you know, very fast. And so um, these young people are going to get to invent, if we do it right, um, they'll have an opportunity to really be super creative and really think about improving the quality of life, improving the quality of uh, community, improving quality of society, and frankly, the world uh, through being inventive, innovative, creative design thinkers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I was reading something about how the... Internet of Things will allow us to basically see the entire cycle. Once you get an idea going, the the algorithm or the computer will, will show you the whole thing. But yet, you yes. have to start with the creativity side of it. Yes. Uh, from from the human side, correct? Yes. Yes, indeed. And so, um, uh, you know, so uh, think about how we invent today in our world. It's it's not like uh, working in your garage, one person alone inventing mm-hmm. something. It's very typically uh, new ideas are coming in the corporate world. They're coming from uh, design 
thinking groups. These are uh, typically very diverse uh, design groups that are um, where, where there's uh, a lot of appreciation for diversity in the way that you think, um, a lot of appreciation for emotional safety. You can say anything you want, share any idea that comes up, and the best yeah. ideas come from that kind of work. And so, um, uh, there are many things about camp that uh, prepare young people for this future. And we can get into that a little bit, but um, I yeah, I mean, basically, um, you know, robotics, nanotech, quantum computing, biotechnology, internet of things, three and four D printing, autonomous vehicles, you <laughs> name it. This is all going to require human uh, design. Right. Uh, yeah. And, you know, and, and the other thing about that, let's just describe that this fourth industrial revolution for our audience. Um, yeah. In the future, during this 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 industry 4.0 or fourth industrial revolution, mm-hmm. they're saying that mm-hmm. work is going to be, you know, very data-driven, very metrics-driven. So think about all the, the data that we're collecting today already about all the things that we do in our lives. And in the future, it'll be logarithmically even more data-driven. So our, our young yeah. people are, are really going to grow up to enter a world where they're going to receive constant feedback and give constant feedback based on data. Um, and right. so that means they're going to hopefully be skilled in constant improvement, uh, frequent measurement, quick feedback, and f- essentially learning, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Um, uh, you know, today when we were growing up, Cole, you and I, we we probably prepared ourselves for one, two, or three careers in our lifetime, right? Right. And uh, I think we both have an MBA. Am I am I right about yeah. that? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. you know, so um, I think that our kids are going to um, live in a world where. There will be. They will have many different uh, jobs. Uh, they will have their their work will be more project oriented. The innovation cycle will cause the type of work that they do to change constantly. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, they're going to have to be frequently adapting their knowledge and their skills to new new uh, projects. They're going to have to be able to learn new skills. And um, you know, when we talk about growth mindset as camp professionals, it, it yep. becomes very apparent very quickly that these young people need to really lean in on how they learn, not just what they learn. Not becoming a perfectionist in one particular science, but actually learning how to learn exquisitely well so that they can suck the marrow of learning out of each and every project that they're a part of. Yeah. And to me, that's the thing that, that really camp does so well because it engenders the wonder and the creativity about looking at something. But then on the flip side, it also helps you learn how to connect widely because in that situation that you're talking about, if we're going from project to project, we're going to be going from from you know one team to another team to another team, all made up of people, and we're going to have to learn how to work together very quickly, very well. Right, and that's kind of one of I mean, not to go negative. I'm not going to go negative. Mm-hmm. I just present one challenge: is that you know three the Pew Research Center's study on teens, technology, and friendship indicated mm-hmm. that like just one out of four of our teens in 2015, when that study was done, were having daily out of school contact social time with a friend. Like huh. we did, we did every day with all of our friends after school. Right. So yep. they're leaning at these, these young people, these teens today have are excellent at forming digital relationships, but mm-hmm. they are having fewer in-person relationships. And, um, they're, there are, the question is, are they developing the, um, intuition and empathy, uh, and communication skills that will allow them to be, to, um, 
to participate in those kinds of design groups in a successful mm-hmm. way. Uh, at camp, we see already today that there's a kids are coming to camp with more evol- emotional vulnerability that we're working with them mm-hmm. on. Right, yeah. their social skills in some cases are underdeveloped, and um, and camp is a, a rich environment for uh, you know developing human emotion for developing our capacity as humans to build relationships, to make decisions, to be artistic, to be creative, and you know to really. Uh, the, the term cognitive flexibility is used a lot to really oh, yeah. learn how to change how we think depending on the situation and the circumstance. Got it. Yeah, it's funny. I was just reading um, a book the other night. Oh, gosh, it's called Culture Code by Daniel Coyle. That's what it was. Cool. Um, and they were talking about uh, creating a, a situation where each group was given a bunch of spaghetti, uh, some tape, and a marshmallow. And they gave them to the idea was how tall can uh, structure can you create? And right. they gave it to MBA uh, students. They gave them to CEOs. They gave them to a bunch of lawyers. They gave them to engineers and they gave them to a bunch of kinder- kindergartners. And, you know, the, the fun part of, of the story is that at the end, it was the kindergartners that actually created the tallest structure over and over again because they were sitting around talking to each other and trying lots of different stuff and being creative rather than saying, well, this person is the leader of the CEO group, so we're going to get into hierarchy. We're going to listen to her, and, and she's going to tell us exactly what we need to do. Instead, the kindergartners just got together and just tried a bunch of different stuff and made mistakes. And oh, how about this? And learned about that. But they did it in a way that everybody was comfortable to talk and share and interact. Exactly. Uh, oh my gosh! I mean, they, their their structure was twice as tall as the NBA structure. So you know, you and I think have, are going to have a problem with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I believe it. I mean, uh, kids, uh, thankfully, in many cases, will have unbridled, um, you know, especially kindergartners, they're unbridled. Uh, you know, uh, joy for just socializing, just being in a group. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. It's like blocks, right? We're get back right. to the beginning with blocks. These, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's important to remember that it's not just learning to be creative and uh, inventive, and um, but these young people really have to build a more resilient self, right? right. So, uh, you know, learn. This is how would I define that? I would say. We camp professionals really need to help our campers and our staff take positive Mm -hmm. risks, try new things, learn how to fail, make mistakes, and learn from those mistakes and try again and keep trying, right? That's growth mindset. Yeah. So now we as as camp professionals, we can do that because uh, honestly, that's our job. I mean, is to create the bubble in which our kids can go out there and do that. Now, you know, when Daniel gets home and when my Luke gets home, you know, all of a sudden we put our parent hat on right. and we're looking around the much larger bubble of the real world. How, how do we as, as parents, as dads and moms, keep that going at home? Right. You know, that's a, that's a great point. Um, I, uh, and I catch myself all the time, uh, you know, limiting my child. Um, I, I live in urban Atlanta and I want my son to be a free range child. I want him to be able to bike and walk and hike with his friends and, and see and interpret the world, uh, safely. And, um, Mm -hmm. that, that takes a lot of, uh, uh, courage as a parent today to, um, to give him some of the building blocks that will allow him to do that. I mean, obviously sending him to camp, it's important to, uh, to have those camp experiences so that he, uh, learns to take some 
positive risks in a very safe environment that is camp, um, learns to take emotional risks in a very safe experience that is camp. Um, but mm-hmm. at home, um, we, uh, you know, I think f- we try to keep camp going by talking about, uh, first of all, what was it that happened at camp that where you tried that ropes course for the first time or you got up on skis for the first time? You know, before you left for that first camp experience, Daniel, you, you, uh, you were, I know you expressed some fear about some of those experiences. What was it that changed that uh, once mm-hmm. you got to camp? And I think what I, what he's, if he would, uh, he's been going to camp now for a few years, but what I, what I heard him say was it's the, it's the um, community of camp that mm-hmm. supports the positive risk-taking, that supports the emotional risk-taking and allows you um, to put yourself out there. It, and, and, um, and also um, you get to, you start to feel like you own the place. You start to feel yeah. like um, it's yours and you belong. So mm-hmm. I can, I can therefore take any risk um, that I, that, you know, um, he's a typically re- risk averse boy, um, mm-hmm. you know, and so it, it, you know, at home, we try to do the same kinds of things, um, encourage them to take positive risks in safe yeah. places, um, you know, have conversations. Think about all the great conversations you have around a campfire at camp around the bunk yeah. when you're having like reflective time. Yeah. We need to have those conversations at camp. We need to encourage our kids. We do need to give them boundaries, right? But we also need to encourage them on and celebrate, help them celebrate making mistakes, right? And yeah. learning to try again, you know? And it's a tough thing for this generation because they um, are often fixed mindsetted, right? Where they're thinking mm-hmm. about um, the one or two things that they feel good that they do really well, like, yeah. math or like soccer or, you know, what yeah. that sport your child really excels in. Mm-hmm. But, you know, what we're really trying to do um, in life is not just teach them what they do well, um, but we want to teach them how to learn, right? So they mm-hmm. can apply those learning skills to any, any circumstance in their life. Um, and then we also, so they become like a lifelong learner or everyday learner. And then we mm-hmm. hope from there at camp, we'll take them down the road of thinking about why they do what they do, take the how and go to why. And from there, mm-hmm. they become an everyday leader because they have a, start to have a purpose-driven life. Right? Like and, we, and we teach that at camp, right? Sure. We, we, at, camp, yeah. we, at camp, our kids find that they have a voice and that they have a choice. And I know that right. sounds a little coin, but it's, it's what we do every day, yeah. Uh, yeah. right? And so, yeah. um, and so that gives them a sense of who they are and who they're not, and also some humility about what they need to improve on or would like to improve on or where they need a teammate who's an expert in something that they're not. Um, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. That's, it's, it's pretty exciting. But I think that you know, today, candidly, more, more than ever, we you – know, a lot of people in the media and in the psychologist world and psychiatrist world are studying um, emotion, the emotions of this generation. And, you know, why, why are we seeing increased uh, anxiety? Why are we seeing increased depression? Why are we seeing persistent feelings of loneliness and sadness? This is your, Mm-hmm. All in the newspaper, just about every week. Um, right. You know, well, I, I saw. Reading the newspaper. <laughs> well, part of my work is to read. I read three a day because I want to know yep. what's going on. But you know, yep. Theresa May over in Britain, she she named two mm-hmm. cab two brand new cabinet posts last year 
um, to her cabinet. One was uh, the Minister of Loneliness in January uh, wow. of 2018. And then in August, she named a Minister of, of, uh, of um, Suicide Prevention. Wow. It, it's awful. Yes. So we, we've got, I've, but I believe, and I know you know this because you're a camp pro, is, you know, we, who we are, our self-identity is really a reflection of the people that we spend our time with. Right. Right. And yeah. the more we spend time with real people in person, the stronger we are about who we are. Mm-hmm. Even in, and even when we make mistakes, you rebound from those mistakes and mistakes and you're more resilient. Um, and we start to be more adaptable, more flexible. Um, and we start to balance our confidence with humility because we get real at camp. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think there was a Harvard study that came out a little while ago, that the longitudinal study that realized that the happiest people are the ones that was all based on the quality of the relationships that they had around them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I thought it was so interesting because that was across economic results. That was across gender. It was across age. It's all about the quality of the relationships. And I think that's one of the things that you touched on at camp, building that sense of community that you belong someplace. Right. That immediately is going to create situations where you, you can have those deepened relationships right. um, and also a place where you can then expand from that and take some risks, yep. which I think is so important that our kids need. Yeah. Camp is a learning environment, just like school. And yep. so uh, it's particularly well adept, adapted to uh, social and emotional learning skills. And, mm-hmm. uh, and, Today, knowing that our young people will grow up in a world that'll be much more um, dynamic and much more fast-paced, changing mm-hmm. all the time, where they're working with other people in very creative situations, uh, this there could not be a more important time for children out of school to have uh, social and emotional learning skill experiences mm-hmm. to complement their uh, common core like traditional learning experiences in school. I know there are some great schools out in America today that are really leaning into social emotional learning skills and project-based yep. learning. Uh, and, and really with the work we're doing at camp really complements that, that work. Um, but we, we really can't underemphasize, uh, I can't really overemphasize the, uh, the need to develop that, that growth mindset that is so necessary to be that lifelong everyday learner, right? Mm-hmm. To be that relationship person, that takes initiative, that advocates for themselves and for others, that's responsible for himself personally, but also collectively for the group, um, that embraces mistakes as learning opportunities, right, and teaches resilience. Absolutely. Well, one of the things that I think that a lot of our, our kids learn at camp, and one of the things that the ACA has done a lot of work on lately is this idea of a camp kindness day. Yeah. Uh, the idea that, that we do have to learn how to become kind. Um, and I think, I think for the most part, everybody wants to be kind. It's just that sometimes we forget. We get so wrapped up on our own little bubble that, you know, we don't see the broader context and the world around us. But what is it that the ACA is trying to do with this idea of Camp Kindness Day and, and, and how can we help? Well, I, I think, um, we, you know, our, our hope is to have every uh, – pretty much every day at camp, everywhere you are, every – at every camp all around the world, mm-hmm. constantly we're teaching kindness and empathy. This is part of what we do. We teach. Uh, I never social thought social emotional learning. learning, but I never, I never thought that when I had a child and brought him out into the world that I would have to worry about his ability to make friends and relate to other people. Um, right. And he is really talented on a computer screen. But like you know, yeah. so we're we're eager for him to be a people person. 
Um, mm-hmm. and, and, you know, most of the time when I speak to other adults, I ask the group, how many of you are, um, love to watch people in the airport? And everybody in the group. Will raise their hand. So I just yeah. want my own son to learn those skills, to learn, uh, to really understand human nature well enough to intuit what, what, what a person's thoughts and ideas might be and to support other people in their creative ideation. Right. So, so camp kindness day is really about, um, first of all, like having perspective of others, celebrating Mm -hmm. empathy, which is a learned skill. We're not born with empathy. We're not born, uh, really having a perspective of others. So first we have to be taught what are the basics of how to do that? And I think a lot of kids really struggle with, um, really understanding the social cues of a certain situation that is not Mm -hmm. uncommon today. And so, um, at camp, we really emphasize that every single day. And Camp Kindness Day is really meant to be a, um, a, a one-day celebration coast-to-coast that mm-hmm. um, helps accent how camps teach and re- you know, really practice uh, empathy and kindness every single day. Mm-hmm. We're one big community, really, Cole. The work that we sure. do across the country, we're one big community over the United States of America as well. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I believe... This is, this is where I get on my little bit of my soapbox, but I believe that we need to teach every boy and girl in America the, skill of so, the skills of social-emotional learning um, mm-hmm. so that every single one of them can be an inventor, an in- innovator, a creator, and a, uh, a design thinker uh, in order for our country to be very relevant economically in the future. So that's, this is a, like an educational pi- policy pr- priority that we have to lean into. but. It also helps us build stronger communities uh, mm-hmm. because really camp is all about community, right? That's what we do. Right. I, yeah. uh, it, one of the, um, I went to an education conference maybe a year ago, got to listen to one of the foremost uh, thought leaders on project-based learning speak. His right. name was Tom Markham, and he, he is known as the father of project-based learning. learning. And Tom, really, um, he described the following thing, Cole, and um, it kind of knocked me on the floor because in my book, he was talking about, what he was actually talking about was how to build a new tech high, a high school that is focused around a project-based learning model. Um, mm-hmm. what, I, what I heard was camp. So let me see if this works for you. If you set the right conditions at Camp Wequaic and you mm-hmm. develop a, a place where caring relationships exist for each and every one, where you set high expectations for not just, you know, how you'll behave, but what you'll do while you're together. You, mm-hmm. uh, you set, uh, um, you set a, a goal of meaningful participation for everyone there, staff member, camper alike, and you give everyone a some sense of autonomy and certainly a strong sense of purpose of why we're there and why we're there together. And then you meet their basic needs of safety and mastery, like the ability to try and master things, the ability to belong to a community and be loved, to be respected and to give respect. That's a mandate. And then to be challenged and feel empowered, right? That leads to mastery. Those needs being met and those conditions being set lead to successful you know, behaviors as adults. Things like empathy, kindness, resilience, perseverance, flexibility, curiosity, and openness. And those successful behaviors lead to what we would call 21st century learning skills, problem solvings in a collaborative way, 
critical thinking skills, reflection and self-awareness, cross-cultural agility, because folks, we got to understand each other if we're going to do that design thinking together, Uh, goals and aspirations, and of course, being solid, lifelong learners. So Tom was talking about that in terms of an education, like a traditional educational footing uh, at, at one of our best high schools in the nation. What I heard was camp. Yeah, well, all I hear is that that's a high school I want to go to. Like, I feel like we're <laughs> now. Yep, yep. And, 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 and me too. And uh, we should all be so lucky. And I think many of our school districts uh, are working towards developing this kind of uh, footing uh, for their students. Um, but in the meantime, uh, you know, whether it's at a private independent camp like yours or mm-hmm. um, the 4-H or uh, YMCA mm-hmm. or JCC mm-hmm. or your, your church camp uh, or, um, you know, uh, Lions Club or uh, mm-hmm. Kiwanis, all of them, all, all of these wonderful camp programs offer opportunities for this kind of human development. Yeah. It's amazing. It's, it's, that's incredible. I, I, so Tom Markham, right? So we're going to look him up and put a couple of links on the, the show notes for, for him because that is right up the alley. You know, and, and, you know, with my son, our oldest Cole going to the high school, you know, we see that in a very different light, you know, but as you and I have seen our children grow up through this whole process, you know, we feel the same way. We just want them to have the people skills, right. you know, and it's funny, I guess part of it is we're always we look through the lens as camp people of building the community and building that social network. Um, and I know that when I was 11, 12, 13, 14, I was not very good at that. Um, but I guess we're as parents, because we're of our profession, we're really focused on, on that aspect of it. Right. What, what, what techniques or what pieces of advice or habits would you talk to other families to say, look, you know, you're, you don't work in camp full time. This is not your job full time, but you're a full time parent. Yeah. Um, what would you tell parents to say from a, from your standpoint as a camp professional and a parent as well, what can they do around the house that will help their kids develop in that, that light? Yeah, I, it's a great question, Cole. I think about, um, I'm sure you hear this question in your job very often where people, parents say, what in the world did you do? Why is Emily so much more outgoing? Why is Timothy so uh, curious? So, right. And, and, and of course that's the magic of camp. Um, but, but there are, uh, at, at, I do believe that kids at camp learn adaptive skill sets, like skills, life, what you would call life skills, that they can adapt mm-hmm. to any circumstance for the rest of their life once they lean in on them. They also mm-hmm. learn um, dispositions or attitudes about learning, right? So, you know, um, everybody occasionally gets into a mindset where they don't feel like they can learn something. But what we sure. do at camp is we really do teach lifelong attitudes about learning, such as, let's just take curiosity. How do we create a more curious family setting? How do we create a more curious camp setting? Um, you know, answering questions with questions, getting going on to discoveries, you know, taking some time to discover something with your child, and then having that discovery lead to another question, which leads to another discovery. That is, um, con- you know, everybody in our everybody in the world should have a more curious life, right? right. That goes hand in hand with something else we learn when we're young, which is how to be playful. At camp, we learn to be playful. That's yeah. an attitude about learning, right? So um, how do you make your family time more playful and more curious? Mm-hmm. How do you help your young person take initiative to learn something new? Um, how do you help them uh, develop that resilience by taking something, taking a positive risk and, um, and you know, occasionally making a mistake? Uh, very often, um, 
you know, when we're parents and our kids fall down, we usually overreact to that. Yeah. It's just yep. the way things are these days, but we can really try to control ourselves as parents and encourage them to celebrate their mistakes as learning opportunities and just start using that language and they will start to pick it up. We, how we behave as parents also really will teach our kids a lot. So if we're more adaptable, if we're more altruistic in meaning that we could give more than we receive in life, contribute more than we receive in life to our community, to our family, to others who have less, um, if we demonstrate personal responsibility, but yet also show them that we are collectively responsible in our towns and cities and communities for each other, that matters. Mm-hmm. And finally, of course, self-control. The way we yeah. demonstrate, I catch myself all the time, not being <laughs> as well controlled as I could as a 54-year-old adult. Um, and, and yet we're expecting our kids to be more emotionally regulated than we've ever been. Because that's right. the world tomorrow, so right. we have to. We have to really. Um, we as grownups need to learn to be mindful ourselves. Take a deep breath. Shift back to center when we're finding ourselves getting angry or frustrated. That's a big part of what we should be doing in our homes. And when we don't do it so well, acknowledge that we're human and that we're learning, and talk about it with your kids. That, in and of itself, will help them be uh, have more of a growth mindset about mindfulness. That's awesome. Just some ideas. Awesome. Fantastic. Well, you know, and that obviously sounds like you you read a lot and talk a lot. I mean, I hear Carol Dweck's work coming up quite a bit with the fixed versus growth mindset. I don't know. Maybe I think it was Dan Harper, ten percent happier, talking about you know mindfulness and whatnot. What other resources or or books or blogs or what have you that would you suggest for other people to? to listen to or read or pay attention to? Oh my gosh. Um, there are many fine books that line my bookshelf. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm very excited about Audrey Monkey's Happy Campers book, which comes out in May. Oh, um, great book. You know, yeah, I'm um, excited for that to get out. there are so many good books. Goodness. I wish you'd, I should have thought about that. This is a new, <laughs> uh, not a new book, but a great book called the coddling oh, yeah. of the American mind. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, there are some great ones out there. And, um, you know, I would just um, go on to Goodreads. You can follow me on mm-hmm. Goodreads, um, other people on Goodreads. And, um, and, and, you know, just think about, uh, um, you know, important to work with your camp director or directors mm-hmm. on how to bring camp home. So many valuable lessons are happening at camp uh, from clean, learning to clean your room and be part of cabin cleanup <laughs> to sharing around the dinner table and using appropriate language um, to, like I said, being more curious about nature mm-hmm. and about life. And so um, do talk to your camp director. Your camp director is your partner in youth development for your children for as long as they're going to camp and probably even longer than that. And so do yeah. talk to your camp director about what they recommend specific to the because every camp is different, what the different things that are happening at different camps, but include mm-hmm. them in that. And, um, and I, I can guarantee you, they would, would be glad to give you some homework. <laughs> oh, without <laughs> Yes, we, we definitely would be Speak, speaking for ourselves without a yeah. doubt. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, well, Tom, thank you so much for spending some time with me around the campfire. It, it's been, it's, it's always great to talk to you and learn from you. You've got such an interesting perspective now having gone you know, from the, the, the camp world that you used to be a part of to now seeing camp across the country, which is it's such a powerful uh, perspective. So thank you. It's my pleasure, Cole. There's never been a better time to be at work doing this kind of work with kids.
Uh, without a doubt. I couldn't agree more. All right. Well, great. Well, hopefully we'll get you around the campfire again soon, but until that point, enjoy your s'mores. Thank you, Carl. <laughs> Take care. Have a great summer. <laughs> wow. Right. I love how Tom keeps coming back to the need for creativity and community and lifelong learning when describing the needs of the future. These are certainly enormous pieces of camp that can be applied quickly and playfully back home. Like Tom, I love the dream of introducing camp to every American kid. With these podcasts, we hope to introduce our listeners to the lessons and ideas of summer camp so that you'll be more confident and courageous at home, in the classroom, or wherever you interact with young people. Our future is intertwined with theirs. Let's do our best to make them both remarkable. Well, that's enough for today. Time to douse the fire and head on back up to camp. Thanks for taking the time to listen. If you enjoyed this campfire conversation, I hope you'll share it with a friend or two. Our campfire circle is big enough for all. Until we talk again, do good and be good. Thanks again to our friends at Scope for sponsoring the Campfire Conversation podcast. Scope stands for Summer Camp Opportunities Promote Education. They provide children from underserved communities with life-changing opportunities through the experience of summer camp. Scope campers benefit from a positive, safe, and healthy environment led by excellent role models who give them the chance to develop their full potential. We both believe that summer camp reinforces what children learn in school and enhances overall academic learning. If you would like to help give some wonderful children a life-changing experience, I hope you'll join me in supporting Scope. You can find them online at scopeusa.org and on social media at support scope.